Disney has long been considered the epitome of family-friendly entertainment. But the magic Disney is brewing these days is a potion of wokeness, sexualization of children, political correctness, and bullying of those who disagree. Cast member Emmy McAdon talks about working at Disney today and explains why it is no longer the happiest place on earth. Welcome to the Moms for America podcast. Each week, we introduce you to special guests who share their personal stories and advice on how to build a strong foundation of faith, family, and freedom in their home, community, and country. Hi, moms. I'm Debbie Kurlitis, your host, and this is the Moms for America podcast, a show inspiring, encouraging, and educating moms in their journey through motherhood. We are just absolutely delighted that you joined us today. Uh, we'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast, like and share with all your mama friends. I also want to mention on the top of the show that you can email me with suggestions, questions, topics, all that fun stuff at podcast at momsforamerica.net. Again, that is podcast at momsforamerica.net. I would love to hear your suggestions, your interests, all that fun stuff and hear from you. So also follow us on our social media. I want to always mention that we are on all the formats and um, we're on all the places that you can get your podcasts and also on the YouTube channels, Rumble and Charisma Podcast Network. Perfect. All right. So on to today. Today we are talking about Disney. So that should be fun, right? Well, it's kind of a tough subject right now. We see it all over the media. Moms are talking about it in their families and with their children. As long as any of us have been alive, right, Disney has been known for the, as the company that offers the highest quality entertainment for children and families. But, and I say but, there is a dark side to Disney. And we as moms, we want to know about it because our children love Disney. Our families have loved Disney. So we're going to talk about that today very specifically with a special guest. My guest today is Emmy McAdon, a mother of three. Emmy lives in the Orlando area in Florida there, obviously, and she has worked as a cast member in the food and beverage service at Disney for 30 years. Yes, 30 years. You won't believe that when you see her because she looks so cute and so young, <laughs> but a lot has changed at Disney in the last three decades. And ever since she's worked there, there's been just a rollout of different issues and discussions and a different culture. She'll share some of those personal experiences and what is really going on in the Magic Kingdom. Welcome, Emmy, and let's. Uh, I want to welcome you to the Moms of America podcast. Thank you for having me. All right, Emmy, tell us a little bit. You're a mama of three. How old are your kids? Well, my oldest is 27. Her name is Emily. My middle guy is... 23 and my youngest is 17. All right. So you're busy. You, yes. uh, you obviously know what, um, parents are concerned about. You're a mom yourself. Um, and you know, this is coming from a good perspective for our audience because moms really are kind of wondering what in the world is going on with Disney. So I'm just thrilled that you took some time out to talk with us. You've been there 30 years. That's a long time. Tell us a little bit about when you first started, how you got involved at working at Disney, and then we're going to talk about some of the changes that you've seen. How old were you when you started at Disney? Right out of college, 21. 
I started working on Pleasure Island, the infamous Pleasure Island. And uh, I've always been in restaurants and bars. And I moved along to work in several locations within Pleasure Island, but they closed in 2008. And from there I went to resorts. And then from there I went to the parks. I'm currently at Animal Kingdom. Currently at Animal Kingdom. Uh, we talked yesterday on the phone and had a, a great discussion about Disney and what you've seen. You, you started talking about how the culture um, and the standards that Disney required when you first started working and really actually until pretty recently, their standards have been impeccable. What does that mean? What, did, what does that mean uh, for cast members and what was expected always as a Disney employee? Well, when I started working there, one of the things I admired was the standards and the uh, professionalism. Uh, they always touted that we were part of a big show, that we were on stage, that we needed to be fully in costume and that our behaviors had to be as such. Uh, they had uh, rules on what we could do with our hair and our makeup and our jewelry. And it was very strict and obviously it made sense because if we're in part of this big show and we're on stage, that's how it should be. I understood it and I agreed with it. Uh, over the years, obviously things have changed and now uh, to accommodate culture, those standards have lowered in my eyes. Now you could have, you could do whatever you want with your hair. You can wear any kind of jewelry, you could have tattoos, you could, it just, it's, it's completely opposite of what I remember when I started working at Disney. And right, like all of us would know, once you lower a standard, you then make almost everything permissible. Tattoos, different color, I mean, it, it, it changes, it can be a very wide perspective for people when they say oh you know you can now do whatever you want with your hair it can change and, and it becomes a different place right because there's not that uniformity there's not that standard there's not that code anymore well I just felt like Disney stood out because of things like that uh, stood mm -hmm. out among other theme parks like Universal or um, SeaWorld and I think the guests expect that the mm -hmm. guests do that and that's what they expected and when they bring their children I think that's what they want their children to see is the mm -hmm. professionalism and the standards and, you know, how we're supposed to look mm -hmm. and our appearances when we're on stage. I got it. So now things started to change above and beyond this, uh, I guess, recently, um, you know, there's been, we're going to get into some of this more particularly, but Disney's been all over the press for a series of comments and videos and and cast members and executives all kind of speaking their mind. But I want to talk about something that's kind of pushed Disney into the, the mainstream media. Um, Florida recently passed a parental rights bill in education, parental rights in education bill. Let me say that correctly. The LBGTQ lobbyists call this, call this the don't say gay bill, but that's actually incorrect labeling because there is nothing in it about don't say Okay. It really should be really more labeled, don't talk about sex too early, Bill. Uh, that's what a lot of us and parents are just saying. We don't want the schools discussing sexuality and sexual gender identity starting in kindergarten. And this goes through third grade. But Disney employees were livid about this, right? And the company's leadership 
said that they were going to fight this bill. And this really caused some turmoil at Disney and within Disney. Would you say that that's correct? Oh, perfectly said. Uh, yes, uh, it, it, there was like an uprise from the LGBT community and within even my location and company-wide, including California. Mm -hmm. So Disney CEO Bob Chappick apologized for not opposing yes. this bill and then promised to fight similar legislation all around the country. Do you think Disney should be fighting legislation like this all around the country? I, I don't agree with it at all. I uh, believe that Disney should just focus on what they've always been. They've been about children. They've been about family. They've been about family values. I think they should just stay neutral. They should stay out of politics. They shouldn't go in either direction. They, their focus needs to be on their target audience, which is families, and they need to stick to that. They shouldn't be doing one or the other or pandering one side or the other. So you're talking about the fact that it got pretty heated there at Disney with the employees, the leadership. Um, for you, you know, Disney has been probably a very fun place, enjoyable place to work for because it just has that sweetness about it, right? It's just a place where we all go and escape. Um, for you as an employee on the inside, 30 years in now, and it, it's gotten pretty aggressive, right? There's been some bullying, there's been some tactics, there's been some excluding, there's been some blaming. Um, let us know about that from, an, from a cast member's perspective. Well, I feel like in the world right now, there's just so many topics that are dividing from anywhere from our country to your local uh, place of employment. And right. this has definitely been one of them. There's always two sides and, mm -hmm. and somehow, you know, what's going on in the world has pitted us against each other. Uh, and I, I've seen bullying and I've seen attacks and I've had to step in uh, once to defend a person. And I don't have a problem uh, telling people where I believe and where I stand. And I felt like I had to stand up and stick up for people. And so I did. And I got attacked also, but nothing so I couldn't. So. <laughs> no, I think you could handle it, Emmy. So yeah. this was a, a relationships uh, at work. This was kind of like on a social media or a Facebook page or a place where employees weigh in. And, and this is where the, the arguing started. So you became from, if I understood you correctly yesterday, it came from a place where you kind of would talk about work to a place now that we would fight. Yeah, this is a Facebook page where we use to trade shifts. And, and of course, sometimes people will post things and I'm not against that. I feel mm -hmm. like you have the freedom to say how you feel, I would never be against that. I don't, even if it's not alongside right. my ideology, I would never discourage that. But when it comes to belittling others for their ideologies and their belief, I think that's wrong and I will stand up for it. So yes, this was a Facebook page just for our work location for trading shifts and it just became a platform of an argument and some bullying and attacking. Okay, so this was about the bill that passed and kind of the whole LBGTQ um, identity issue, um, which I know is, is something I wanna talk about a little bit more specifically about the videos. But I also wanna talk about the fact that in your workplace, not only was it happening with gender, it also affected you with the vaccine right. personally, correct? Right. 
Well, that's what pretty much the whole argument was that if it was okay uh, for the company to make a statement about basic human rights, why didn't the company stand up for the basic human rights of medical freedom? And that's where it stood up. That's where the argument uh, started. So yes. So how has this played out for you, um, your personal story? So now you have the gender issue, you have the vaccine issue, um, the culture is tense, unfortunately, because here you've got cast members that are supposed to just be enjoying their work, enjoying the place that they, the people, the, you know, the families. Um, I'm sure this is rolling off. It has to because our, our, our atmosphere dictates a lot of how we work. But for you personally now, because you are not vaccinated for your own personal convictions, they have somewhat targeted you, would you say? And I feel like the company Disney ha is a big source of it uh, because uh, at expand first- Disney, on that. Expand on that, yeah. Yeah, I, I, at first Disney, uh, and not, not just Disney, but in this case, Disney did mandate the vaccine at one point as a condition of employment. But then of course they had to uh, retract that due to legislation in Florida. Uh, mm -hmm. But then they, I believe, I truly feel that the company went and turned around and retaliated against unvaccinated cast members and required them to wear N N95 masks, which we have never been able or never been required to use for the last couple of years. Even in the middle of COVID, we just use a company issued cloth mask or a paper mask that they provided. And then suddenly we have to wear an N95 mask. And right now no one has to wear a mask because Disney dropped the mandate the mask mandate, but yet the unvaccinated, we still have to wear an N95 mask. So it, it, it makes us stick out. It, sure it does. It almost exposes what I believe should be medical privacy. Nobody should know what my medical situation is, but now of course. They, they, it's almost like they put us on stage um, mm -hmm. and for no reason. I've been recently to a hospital and nobody's wearing N95 masks. So right. why do I? If hospitals yeah. are not mandating it, why is Disney mandating it? 100%. Airlines aren't, even the, the folks that are sticking to the mask mandate are not requiring N95s. And all of us that are listening to this would know wearing an N95 mask all day, I can't even imagine because it is so restrictive. It is, and you said you have to be fitted for this. I mean, they're really making a very big deal over the yeah, mask situation. Yes. yes. And again, the vaccinated can still spread COVID. It doesn't make sense to me. So that's why I, I'm determined it's definitely retaliatory in nature right. for sure. And it, and it makes people who are really believing this stuff uh, really look down on you as an unvaccinated, as inconsiderate. Right. I've had cast members wish that the unvaccinated would die. So wow. that kind of things. Mm -hmm. right. It really, there is no common sense to this. I feel like if everybody's gonna wear a mask, if they want everybody to wear a mask, it's everybody. There cannot be any picking and choosing. Uh, I just had a situation the other day happen where someone went to work. They got exposed prior to someone that had COVID, which was a vaccinated person. So the vaccinated person exposed the unvaccinated person. And that person then had a quarantine, even though everyone else can still get COVID. I mean, this is making sense on all levels, and let alone being at a restaurant in Florida with an N95 um, and just picking out. I, so I can understand why this is upsetting. What did your union say? How did your union stand by you on this? 
Uh, frankly, I believe the union, not just on this issue, I think the union has also taken sides uh, politically, which I think was the beginning of their downfall. And they're not standing up for us. As a matter of fact, I think they supported hundred uh, percent. I, I wish they had done like the firefighters union that stood up for their uh, firefighters and the police union and how they stood up for theirs, their own. I just, our union is completely non-representative. They should represent anyone and all of us equally. 100%. Especially if we're not all equally being treated properly right. or the same. So is there any hope with the union or is it kind of a dead issue now? They've ruled and that is what uh, it is. I think the union thing is completely hopeless. Wow. And I believe there's a lot of people that see that. I have people coming to me. I'm not union. I don't pay union dues. However, according to contract, I'm protected. Uh, okay. But I have lots of uh, union due paying cast members asking me, how do I get out? How do I, I want to get out? I just don't want to even be part of this anymore. So I, I feel yeah. somewhat bad because the union has done a lot of great things for sure. customers during contract uh, writing, but at the same time, you can't just be sometimes there and sometimes not there. And this is a big issue. They should it be is. all over this. They should be. So um, let's talk a little bit about Disney disturbing trends that a lot of moms are hearing about or maybe moms have known about, but it's just back in the top of the media right now. So um, recently, some staff meetings and videos uh, have been shared on social media this past week, and they have gone viral from some top executives there at Disney and cast members. So according to the Daily Mall, at a recent meeting, a Disney executive in charge of content vowed to up the ante on gender politics. Let me say that again for you moms. She wants to up the ante on gender politics. Again, a, a, a situation that should not be at Magic Kingdom, but she was promising that at least half of the characters in all the productions will all be GTQ plus and from racial minorities by the end of the year. Very big agenda, very big uh, a purpose that she is hoping and again, this is this is top top leadership of Disney television animation executive producer Latoya. I don't know how to spell her say her last name. Said and this this has been everywhere. This video of her that everyone supported her, not at all secret gay agenda. I think she even kind of talks about she puts gay everywhere. She puts gay every, or queer everywhere. Queer everywhere. Queer. Yep. Yeah, her, her video has gone viral. And everyone um, is now talking about it. And it's a very, very revealing conversation. Also, one last thing, and this is for you as a cast member, right? Show openers like welcome mom and dads and boys and girls are no longer welcome at Disney, according to more inside videos that were leaked out this week. Um, is this shocking to you? Did you see this coming? Um, what is it from, from somebody like yourself that's been at Disney for three decades? It's shocking, but at the same time, I'm not surprised. It's, okay. it's almost one of those things that once you go down a path and, and you open a can of worms, that's what's going to happen. So mm -hmm. you, it, it's just not stopped from here. I, I feel like not only do you have to be concerned about what your children are being exposed to in school, now you have to be right. concerned about the music or the, right. I'm sorry, the Disney music, the Disney movies, you know, you have people uh, subscribe to Disney plus, you have to be now 
very, very cognizant of what your children are watching. It, it's as safe as you thought with playing a movie, a Disney movie and walking away. You can't do that anymore. We have to, as parents, we have to now be aware of everything. And it's so sad that now we have to be worried about Disney, which was right. safe for children, safe for families. It's insane. Yeah. It is. It's, it's now kind of like, boy, do moms have to really figure this out even more because we really did feel like Disney was a safe place. I mean, we've always heard um, stories about Disney. There's been skepticism about um, their agenda. And I guess just uh, we'll talk a little bit about their movies and, and symbolism. But overall, we kind of just felt like, wow, you know, it's just a good place. It's, it's good movies. It's feel good. It's, it's a, a chance for us to kind of escape and go to fairy tale land with our kids. But like you said, it's just, it's not that anymore. And we really have to deal in the real world. We really right. have to deal in the real world. Um, I would like to read this quote of Walt Disney to you and then talk a little bit about the symbolism. So Walt Disney has a quote on his animated films. It says, everybody in the world was once a child. So in planning a new picture, we don't think of grownups and we don't think of children, but just of that fine, clean, unspoiled spot down deep in every one of us that maybe the world has made us forget and that maybe our pictures can help recall. I mean, Walt Disney, I can't imagine what he would be thinking and saying if he was still here um, on what's going on, on his, uh, in his company and on his, uh, in his entertainment world. Um, what, what would you think Walt would have to say? I think Walt would be appalled. One of the greatest promotions that we were taught when we started working for Disney is, Disney would go to a local fairy fairgrounds with rides and snacks. And he would just look around at the way, you know, the way people are dressing and the way it was just, he wanted it to be a place of magical uh, experiences. And he wanted to up the ante of what a, just a down home fair would look like. And so if he could come now and see how, cast members now do their hair, how they act, how they dress, how uh, this has changed so much, what's happening with the movies and the secret message, hidden messages. I think he would be absolutely appalled. You're bringing up the, the next thing I want to talk about, which is secret messaging and sexual innuendos. And if you actually Google this topic, it comes up and it says Disney's known for hiding imagery and messages. I mean, Google itself is, is, is uh, agreeing with this. So there's like Tangled, Tarzan, Toy Story, Lion King. There's right messages in, in the clouds, there's smoke, there's imagery in castles and costumes and materials. Um, do you, is this something you've always seen or known about or is this something new to you as, um, as an employee of Disney? Or is this, was this anything people would talk about? No, this is so new to me. I never knew this is honestly the most recent thing I've discovered about Disney when Disney, that's what happens. You get involved in politics. And so then you, you get exposed and, and you start looking into things. And it's been it, the most shocking thing is looking at these documentaries and these videos of how they present evidence of the secret hidden sexual messages and pedophile symbols. It's it's so shocking. 
I, really I can't even imagine. I, I started harping back to when I was uh, rewinding VHSs over and over again for my kids. And my hope is that if I didn't see it, I, I hope that the kids didn't see it. But these days, our kids are smart. They, mm-hmm. they, they pick up on these things. It's, it's scary, very scary. Mm-hmm. Well, we know too that the culture is getting bolder, right? Yes. And they are purposely saying, what, 50%, you know, are going to be gender politics. When you think about 50% of gender politics embedded into Disney, all, all their formats, all of their parks, their movies, their music, their shows, whatever that is, that, that's a lot. That is, that's changing our culture for our children. Would you agree? I totally agree. I think our children start out with the pure slate and what they see and hear affects the way they feel and, and, and the things they see, I think we need to protect them. I think we need to keep them as pure as possible. It's difficult in these days with social media and everything they're exposed, but as parents, we have to try as hard as we can. And if Disney is not the way anymore, then we need to, we need to just open our eyes and protect our children from it. We have to try to keep them unexposed. Right. uh, How hard is it? How hard is that for you to say that statement when you've worked so, at Disney for 30 years? It's very difficult. It really does break my heart. I, I, working for Disney, Disney is not just pro-children, pro-families. Disney was also, I felt the same way uh, about Disney towards me and my needs and my family needs. Mm-hmm. It, it was a great mommy job, very flexible when you have children that are very busy with sports and, and activities. Mm-hmm. I, I felt that way too. And I felt like Disney's like, the best place to work and to be a mommy at the same time. It really, it's heartbreaking. It really is heartbreaking. It makes me wonder if I should be part of this. I I don't know morally if I should be financially benefiting from something like this. Do you think Disney will lose other employees, other moms like you that are there because they've enjoyed the experience and they've loved the mission and the company? Do you think other people are similar to you at this point now, whether vaccine, whether gender politics, whether it's messaging, whether it's the CEO getting involved in legislation and want to, you know, take this on all across the country. Do you think that there's others like yourself that are reconsidering maybe even staying? Well, I, I already know for a fact that a lot of people did quit over the vaccine mandate. I decided that I would fight. I, mm-hmm. I said, I will not lose my job and I'm going to fight Disney over this mandate vaccine. And so far, I've come out winning except for the part of the N95 mask. Uh, but that's, that's, you know, that's not that bad. I mean, I'll, I'll deal with it until I, I mm-hmm. I'm hoping it's a matter of time, but I keep reading that parents after the leaked videos of executive right. meetings, I keep reading that many, many guests have said, Nope, Disney no more. I mean, I don't know how accurate that is, but we're talking about in the 70th percent. people and their stock is plummeting. I'm not sure if that's related, but I wouldn't be surprised if customers and guests the same would just say can't do Disney anymore. Right. Um, We have moms that are there in Florida that are speaking um, at and protesting there and letting their mom voices be heard because really the moms are the ones that are kind of, we're the ones that are watching what the kids are doing and reading and what movies we're taking them to go see. So it really, a lot of this is really depending on the moms. And again, moms, we just encourage you to do your own research about Disney. Check out, just look it up, you know, 
inside videos of, of uh, Disney employees talking about gender politics and LBGTQ and, you know, the vaccine and uh, the CEO. I mean, this is not, this is not hidden by any means. This is not any kind of super investigative reporting. This has been everywhere. So you just need to know, what would you say to the, to the moms as an insider at Disney there? Um, Emmy, you're a mom of three. What would you do if you had smaller kids there? I mean, I'm just, from your opinion, um, just really make some educated decisions and know what's going on. What do we tell our moms? Well, I can tell you, I'm really glad that my youngest is 17. Uh, it's a scary world to try to raise your children, but it's still our job. God gave us little angels and he gave us a commit, uh, a commission to raise them in the fear of God and raise them in truth and protect them from evil. And this, this stuff that, uh, some people want to indoctrinate our children, kindergarten age to third grade. I don't even feel like that's enough. I think it should go right. all the way through middle school to be honest. I agree. Uh, I, agree. I don't think that was enough, but we need to protect our kids because it's not really the school's job and it's not Disney's job. It's our job as moms. We need to try to take time. I know we're very busy and sometimes social media is a distraction for us too, but we really need to take control and take charge and and, and just be very involved with our children. And if we need to stop participating in things to protect them, that's what we need to do. We need to protect our children as much as we can. Right, wow. That's unfortunate, um, but it's where we are today in today's world. And you know what? I have great hope for our moms because we'll figure out something else. We'll, we'll make sure our kids enjoy life and we'll, we'll screen the, the movies. We may or may not go to Disney. We may or may not participate in, in their products and their materials, but moms are resourceful, right? We'll figure it out. I think they can. I think you can just watch a movie yourself and you know look at it and, oh, I think this is okay based on, you, you have the option. I'm all for the freedom. If As a parent, you have the freedom to choose. Right. So check the movie and then let them watch it. And, you know, mm -hmm. just, I feel like you don't want to just be like, no, no more Disney because then they, they just kind of do it behind your back. So it, it's just a matter of just sitting down, explaining truth always trumps lies. And if you equip them with the truth, they'll know a lie when they hear it. That's right. And to probably, right. Cause the world's so aggressive with their messaging. It may be a good time for us as moms to sit down and have a Disney discussion, right? We never thought we had to have a Disney discussion. We have to have discussion about a lot of things at our kitchen table, but it's time for a Disney discussion. Would you agree, Emmy? Absolutely. Absolutely. It, it, it will never hurt to sit down and talk to your kids. It's beneficial. Everything, yeah. not just Disney, but everything. It is. And then you moms, you decide what is safe and right for your home and your Absolutely. kids. And, you know, sometimes we think, oh my gosh, you know, we don't support Disney. What are kids going to do without Disney? They'll be fine. <laughs> Just get They'll informed, do your research, and make sure you have the right information, correct information, and then relay it to your children. Age appropriate, That's obviously, but yes. That's right. Well, thank you, Emmy, for joining us. We so appreciate you talking about these important matters. You've given us a lot to think about with Disney. Um, you know, Disney's latest animated film now is Turning Red, right? Another movie, another film that's out there, and it's about puberty. So moms, we have to think long and hard about turning over kids to be educated 
by Disney and other companies. And I, I said this to, to Pam, our producer, I said, listen, you know, if we feel like Disney's okay talking about puberty, then they're going to be talking about sexuality and then they're going to be talking about marriage. And, you know, it just keeps going. So we as moms, we have to determine what our kids are listening to and what we're encouraging them to watch, see, do, and all that fun stuff above. So the Walt Disney Company is no longer um, about tapping into that fine, clean, unspoiled spot down deep in every one of us unfortunately. And you, you as a moms need to make some tough decisions on Disney because it's really not the magic, not so magic, magic kingdom anymore. So thanks, Emmy. Uh, we appreciate you taking time out with us and to all of our moms. I want to remind you to visit our website, which is momsforamerica.us to check out all of our amazing resources, events, programs, and, uh, resources, events, and programs <laughs> like our cottage meetings, which is 12 lessons on America's heritage and the principles of liberty, that this, will, this, this series will help you build a foundation of faith and freedom in your home and your community. And this is exactly what I was just talking with Emmy about. We as moms, we have to be building that foundation in our home. We have to be talking to them about our, our, our convictions, our morals, our faith, our freedom, our country. So please go ahead and check all that out on our website. Again, momsforamerica.us. Sign up for our newsletter um, that will help you get educated on issues. We're talking a lot about Disney in this upcoming newsletter on our podcast. We actually have an op-ed out on Disney too, helping moms think through Disney uh, and the issues that are going on there all across our country. Uh, we believe that liberty begins at home and that you, you moms, you are the heartbeat of America. So um, we just love you. And we're so glad that you stopped by today. Subscribe to our podcast. Share this. Share this podcast with moms in your circle. Um, this will be very informative for moms that are trying to think through Disney as a cast member shares her experiences. Uh, we are on all the formats. So please like and share. And we do appreciate you joining us this week. Um, stop by next week for another inspiring and educational discussion with moms just like you from all around the country. So Thanks, moms, and let's keep changing our world one home at a time.